Kevin Dillon's in the house. Also, um, I'm gonna put the fright zone. I'm bringing the fright zone to the fright zone because you know it's where it belongs. Yeah. The men of he. Oh. Eternia. Yeah. What did you say you brought today, Hogan? I bought the bells and whistles. Back in my car right now. Oh shit! Token machine. Yeah. I thought you said you brought instruments. He oh, did. Yeah, I did. Oh, yes. I have all of the percussive instruments that Perfect. we may need. Welcome to the Fright Zone. I'm Greg. I'm Nate. I'm Hogan. This episode, we're going to be talking about 1987's Remote Control, directed by Jeffrey Lieberman and starring Kevin Dillon as a video clerk who uncovers an alien plot to take over Earth via a 50s B-movie that makes people kill each other. Booyah. You'd all seen this before, right? Yes. yes pretty I recently. I haven't seen it in a long time. I watched it with Nate recently, yeah. Yeah, fun. It's super fun. Um, I like I like Jeffrey Lieberman, or Jeff Lieberman. Um. I didn't realize that he, like, when we were watching Remote Control, I didn't realize I'd seen, like, three of his other movies. Yeah. Blue Sunshine. Which is awesome. Squirm. Squirm is great. And Just Before Dawn, which is a great Mad Manny backwoodsy movie. That's the one I've not seen. I've not seen that. Just um, come over I, and watch the Paragon VHS sometime. I will watch it. It's, um, it's like Deliverance-esque, isn't it? Yeah. And you had not seen Satan's Little Helper, which is his most recent movie. Yeah, I have not. So Remote Control, after he made that, he didn't make another movie. Um, for a very long time. I have to look at my other notes because that's right. I have these all. I'm all discombobulated. Wouldn't Satan's Little Helper be like early 2000s? Yeah, after uh, Remote Control, he didn't make a movie for 17 years, <laughs> and then he made Satan's Little Helper, and he hasn't made anything since. Wow. You know what? I'm gonna give this one more shot. It's it's fun. Um, it's uh about a kid who plays a video game called Satan's Little Helper. It's his favorite game, and then he inadvertently meets a serial killer who may or may not be Satan and it's on Halloween. So he goes around with this killer and helps him murder people in his neighborhood on Halloween. So he's literally possibly helping Satan. Yeah. Yeah. It's super fun. It sounds cooler than the name. I don't know what I thought, you know, uh, there's a whole era of movies basically from 1999 to today that it's not that I ignore them, but just like, is it going to have a lot of CGI in it? Like, what are they going to rely on? Yeah. Like, for the... Because usually they always seem to try to cut the fat, and they don't cut it in the right places. They usually cut the fat with the practical effects. And I feel like I've heard that CGI costs a lot anyway, and it doesn't look good. Yeah. So it doesn't seem like that's where you'd want to do that. Now, if the box set from the director of Squirm, Blue Sunshine, you'd be like, I'm all in. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Blue Sunshine's really awesome. Um, I've watched that <clears throat> maybe three times in the last five years, and I don't know. If you want to watch a movie where people uh, take LSD and freak out and kill, that's the movie. Yeah. Yeah, and it's uh, it's got a cool twist and everything. That was one that was, uh, you know, I found a moldy VHS copy and had it for a year. I refused to put it in my VCR. Um, I thought about cleaning it and then I was like, no, no, like I'll try to find another copy. And then I just found like one that had a beat to shit box and then matched them up and put them together and got to watch it. So it was a big, like I had waited a solid year with that thing staring at me on yes. the shelf, knowing I couldn't watch it. I want to say I saw that on, I saw on TV back in the day. I, I like, I don't know if that was on like USA up all night or something or what. Yeah. So I guess we can unpack the movie. So like, um, I mean, we've talked enough about the director. So yeah, we can just jump in. Uh, so I love the movie starts by saying Earth 1987. Yeah. And I guess the director was saying he wanted the viewer 
to watch it as if they're observing another planet, not observing L.A. Oh, which is funny. that makes that yeah. makes the ending that much more clear. Yes. Um, and I thought that was really funny. And he also had this interesting quote uh, where he said, because like, you know, the whole movie is like very 80s, like in a weird way. He says it's, that every film he's ever made, he wants it to be a period piece, but he makes it during that period. Yeah. Which I was going to say it was weird because it was like the way everyone was dressed and everything was like it was back to the future, too. Yeah. It was like it was like this weird version of how they imagine the future is going to be. Yeah. But it was still very rooted in like people didn't have like cell phones and stuff. Yeah. But it was an exaggerated version of which the is current cool. time. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like stuff in the 50s that like imagine like space like has a space age automobile. Like it was that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, which I thought was really cool. But uh, when he said that, you know, that everything's supposed to be a period piece made during that period, like blue sunshine's that way too. I mean, it's like, it's like this, you know, very sixties acid thing. And, um, I don't know. I, I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Had not thought of it like that. So I'll have to watch it yet again. Um, dude. I mean, uh, so, so yeah, the, you know, the opening, we had that couple and they rented remote control and they're getting Ray for some freaky deaky sex with their, you know, like X-Men super villain S&M outfit or yeah, whatever. How cool is yeah. BDSM in the future? <laughs> super cool. I assume that's like how colorful all the outfits were in those 50s sci-fi movies and we just have no idea. Oh, yeah. That, hey, that's an interesting point. You know, like were they yeah. really like loud and colorful, like as though it was theater. Yeah. <laughs> and then like we just see black and white. Because I've seen I've seen them colorized like posters and pictures and stuff, and they have colorized some of that older older sci fi sh- shit. But I have a Ray Harryhausen Blu Ray set where it's all colorized. Oh, but it's wow. when it was before Harryhausen died, so he supervised all of it. So he's like, these are the colors the models were. And that, that's kind of cool. Yeah, I guess. But makes it more realistic. Um, I love I love when they put in the tape that Polaris Video logo. Mm-hmm. So we should mention that the company Polaris Video. Which, that would be an awesome Media Crypt shirt. I was I'd thinking want. about doing a remote control shirt, and I was like, no one will really want this. But maybe they <laughs> will. But I did contact an artist today, actually, and ask them what they would charge me to do it. But he said he has kind of like a contract with this other horror shirt company. And For remote control? It's like a verbal agreement, you know. So I'm going to either design something myself. But I was thinking, yeah, throwing the Polaris video on the sleeve or on the back or something. Dude, I would wear a shirt just that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, it's so good. Like, literally no one will ever know yeah. what that like, is. Like, oh, That's cool, though. Like, oh. oh, they put out this amazing movie, Remote Control. It looks a lot like the Planet Video logo. If you've yeah. ever seen that, it's very similar. Yeah, I thought that was I, awesome. One of my notes is Polaris Video. Fake company. <laughs> <laughs> my note was Polaris Video. Tape company. Yeah. So similar. Um, so, yeah, so the guy's watching that video, you know, smoking some pot on his bed while his lady's putting on her X-Men supervillain SMM outfit. <laughs> um, and she's having trouble putting the cups on her boobs. They keep popping off. She struggles with that for a while. Yeah. But um, so he's so smoking joint. He's wailing on. He's just that joint it. like bad company is going to 11. Before that guy gets down, he likes to get stoned and watch a Ed Wood-esque film, which. Uh, so if you've never seen this movie, like the so. You know, I mentioned the premise is this killer movie, but it's very Ed Wood esque. Um, you could say it's a love lord Ed Wood in a way, because like it definitely had that vibe. But it's a movie within a movie, which I always like that kind of stuff in films, kind of like popcorn, yeah. you know, and um, demons. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The movie within a movie thing is one of my favorite things, but I'm surprised it's not done more. Well, it's- I, <clears throat> what I think is really interesting about the beginning, though, it's almost like you were in the movie too, because you put the tape in essentially when you would have rented yeah. it. Yeah. Then he puts the tape in, and then within the movie, within the movie, 
they put the tape in as well. It's so you know? cool. Yeah. So yeah. I was like three watching this. I was just so surprised that more people don't talk about this with how, like all the throwback VHS culture that's kind of going on right now. It seems like this would be way up there as yeah. far as like it's it's like VHS pornography. Oh, well, that's I'd be curious to see what the Blu-ray looks like. The transfer looks it like looks because beautiful. You know, watching it, watching the VHS, the VHS, like I can't really see or like any, you know, any of the tapes on the shelf or like the posters. Yeah, well, I have least, some not in my down. copy. I knew you would. I but, didn't make any notes by that. Well, we'll get the village video. We'll get there. We'll get. Yeah, there. I thought we were in village video, but we're not. <laughs> well, we have this is up, later. I feel like we're outside. The initial, the initial scene. So, True. Like, so essentially, what happens? This guy's pushing the tape. So he's watching the tape, and what happens is basically he's watching within the movie remote control, which is the movie this gentleman is watching before his. Big S and M X Men sex <laughs> romp, um, and in the movie Remote Control that he's watching, a character in this movie Remote Control puts in Remote Control in her futuristic video recorder, and then uh, it got to keep up with the times. Yes, and then it possesses her essentially and makes her kill her husband, who's washing his face in a face washing machine, um, yeah, brushing his teeth in the same machine. Yes, and it's definitely a COVID. <laughs> <laughs> machine if there's I've something ever weird seen going on there too like because his teeth are getting brushed but then his like his nose hairs are also getting trimmed i don't know yeah it's like it's completely cleans his face that could go yeah. poorly if done wrong <laughs> oh yeah 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 uh and, and then after she gets possessed in the movie by the remote control movie that she's watching then he starts getting possessed and it's like his face like superimposes over the girl's face on the screen um which and what's uh, with everybody's reaction to that throughout the movie? And they're just like, hey, I'm on TV. Come on, kid. This is awesome. Come in here. And she's like, oh, I'm ready for my close up. And she's like, why aren't you just running? Yes. No one, I'd be super freaked know. out. And I get there's the, the whole, there's like a mind control element. Too. Long story short, he gets possessed too. His wife comes in the room, finally all S&M'd out. And uh, then she gets possessed and whips him to death. Which is actually the second death. The first death takes place in the movie, inside the movie, where <laughs> she kills him with a futuristic 80s mechanical knitting machine. Yes. Um, so she can watch her VHS tapes and knit at the same time in the comfort of her own home. And uh, yeah, so she basically disembowels him with this like long metal arm knitting machine thing. The which, knitting machine, which, by the way, looks like a jackhammer for yeah. some reason. It has two handles. Like, why even have to hold it? Why not just sit it in the corner and let it knit itself, you know? Or just buy a knitted good. <laughs> yeah. And not. But after that kill scene, then we get to go to Village Video. And it's an abandoned movie theater um, that it's just like the lobby of the theater is the video store. Yes. And it looks like it would be awesome. The largest standee of which is a Jane Fonda workout video standee. And they uh show that as many times as possible i know yeah in the movie i noticed uh that standee i noticed was it uh jake speed that movie with the that's book all, guy that comes alive that's also there's a jake speed poster yeah in the other video store it's satellite video yeah which is the second video store in it. i know yeah i noticed that a lot um and uh the house little Standy, ding dong you're dead yeah i know we we're just talking about that, that outside because oh. hogan got a malone Standy. I don't know if you are familiar with the Burt Reynolds uh, classic Malone, <laughs> but it's great. You would get a Malone Standy. It's well. I was saying, what's so great about it is that the image 
on the tape itself isn't even in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> so we need people to believe there's a massive explosion that we could not afford. So at the video store, we're introduced to basically the entire cast of the film like that, that mattered. We're, we're introduced to our lead, Cosmo, played by Kevin Dillon. Um, which also known as not Matt Dillon. Yeah, not <laughs> Matt Dillon. Do you want to unpack, like, uh, as we go down the list of these actors, do you want to just unpack, like, what else they're from? If you want. I mean. That's fine. Um, I mean, the most noble thing he's in to me is, you know, the Blob remake from 88. Um, yeah. Because. It's great. He it's does play awesome. John Densmore, however, in the Doors movie. Yes. Uh, I mean, he's pretty good in Platoon. And he, that, he, Platoon's why he got this role, I guess. The director was like, oh, you're amazing, Platoon, when he loses it. Yeah. That's why he cast him, because he's like, I know he'll be able to lose it at the end if he gets possessed by the tape. Yeah. Um, and a uh, fun thing I learned is when he came to the audition, Kevin Dillon brought his friend, Johnny Depp, who auditioned as Georgie. Yeah. The his like yeah. the, the, his secondhand man, the whole movie. And the director passed on him because he thought his reading was just too dull. And then two weeks later, Depp got 21 Jump Street. So the whole movie. After, would it, like, everyone would know this movie. If everyone. that part of history would be <laughs> different. They'd be like, what's what didn't I, what have I what have I not seen Johnny Depp in yet? So that's, that was an interesting thing. I mean, beyond that, I mean, Kevin Dillon was super successful on that HBO show Entourage. Um, which, right. He was not that, wasn't he? Yeah, he's Johnny Drama. Yeah, yeah. That's like a show Jill and I watched that just because we watched it. There's so, so many like, like receding hairlines in that movie that I never yeah. heard of the show. I have a hard time keeping track of who's who. Uh, but I mean, like, I guess I'm not a huge Kevin Dillon guy be, besides the blog. Yeah. <laughs> besides the, so he had these this two years of perfection where he made this and then the next year he made the blob. <laughs> so good. He's just kept doing horror movies. Yeah. Um people have made that mistake in the past. The, I mean John he, Saxon didn't, but a lot of other people sexy did. Sexy Saxon. My wife loves John Saxon. Like legitimately Jill loves John Saxon, thinks he's super sexy. So he pops up in any movie. She's like, oh my God, he's just so hot. Was he her <laughs> pass? Some people have. I remember I had a teacher in high school where it was like I have a deal with my wife that if I ever have a chance to have sex with Tina Turner, it's okay. <laughs> and that I don't have to ask and I won't be in trouble. I mean, I don't want Jill to like dig up Saxon's corpse and like go uh, to yes, town on at him. At this so, point, like, right. that could get gnarly. But if she could will him, it would be okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So, okay. So that's Cosmo, Kevin Dillon. Bam. Met him. Um, and his sidekick, we just mentioned that was going to be played by John Depp, is Georgie, who's played by Christopher Wynn. I don't know what the hell else he was in. That I dude has been notes. in nothing. Uh, the <laughs> only note I had for him was that Johnny Depp almost had his part. I have no notes about that. Do you want to know why? Because he actually dies later. And it was uh, it was like a Brandon Lee situation where for it was, real? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the, the bullet in the gun oh, man. was real. And they just left it in the movie. No, and I like this to, is I, good. Uh, it was like through, the Twilight Zone. They kept it in there. I went through his IMDb and there's not much. It's like cop two. <laughs> you know, man in alley. I actually like him. I, do, I, I, I like him and Kevin Dillon together. Yeah. I, I, I'll, you know. Yeah. There's definitely fun. another moment. Like from last week with the peeping Tom thing, where it's like, wow, he's pretty eager. <laughs> like, is this, he then it doesn't seem out of character or uncomfortable for him to be watching people through a window. But uh, he's also really good at looking over eight foot tall fences. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> Which is surprising. <laughs> so, yeah. Who, who else seen that tall? Did we meet there? Um, so, there were, those are the two video store clerks. We also meet job. Allegra. We, we meet by Allegra. Jennifer Tilly. We meet, yes, Allegra played Jennifer Tilly in, uh, she has, like you're talking about, exaggerated 80s style. Her hair is insane. She, like, walked out of the Jetsons. And you would know her as the bride of Chucky. 
That's a horror movie. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know her from much first else. thing I think of Jennifer Tilly uh, is always Bound. I like really? Bound. I like, haven't seen. Is it a show or a movie? Uh, it was it was like a Wachowski sisters movie from huh. uh, the nineties. It's like her and uh, Gina Gershon. Okay, and they like they have this whole scheme, and it's it's pretty good. It's cool. Like check that out yeah. sometime. I have the DVD you can borrow if you want. Which one of the Tillys stuff? is now the poker player? Is it Meg? No clue. <laughs> one of them is now a professional poker player. I, I didn't know there were other Tillys. <laughs> well, I mean, surely she has a family, yes, but <laughs> I had no idea she had parents. <laughs> yeah, I, and it, I, so and I looked it up like Allegra. It's an allergy medication. It wasn't back then when they used the name, but it's like a it's some Greek um, something or other. I don't know. Yeah, what. Well, it means to have allergies in Greek. <laughs> So, yeah, we meet her in the shop because she's looking for a good movie. And, of course, she gets recommended remote control. But not before we meet um, the love interest in the movie, Belinda. Belinda um, the pug. Who's played by Deborah Goodrich, who um, I uh, horror people would recognize her from April Fool's Day. Yeah. She's the girl that falls in the well with all the corpses. And if you haven't seen April Fool's Day, check it out because it's pretty fun. Um, and if you haven't, look out for the well. Yeah, <laughs> someone, someone falls in there. <laughs> um, That's the only thing she I was, recognize. She's also in Just One of the Guys, which is an amazing movie. I feel like doesn't get talked about. Who enough. is she in that? That's like summer school for me. Yeah, I. That's a movie I've never seen all the time on cable. Yeah, Just One of the Guys. I could just I, I'd always land somewhere in that movie, just channel surf. I didn't realize she was in that. However, I didn't look her up, but I'm guessing she's one of the other the bitchy yeah. like nemesis high school girls. Yeah. That's trying to uh, maybe even the girl that's the other love interest or whatever. Um, and beyond that, uh, before she got in the movie, she was just a dancer and she like danced in a Coca Cola commercial and she danced in a commercial for bacon flavored Cheetos, which apparently that product failed and that's oh. why we don't remember that hmm. at all. It's weird. People love bacon. If that came out now, that'd probably be huge. Cheetos. Yeah. People just weren't ready for it in the 80s. They'd, they'd have to also be spicy and turn your fingers like orange. You need that cheat on your fingers. Yeah. Uh, and bonus note, that isn't really relevant uh, to horror, but still kind of interesting. She was Julia Roberts' bridesmaid. <laughs> I have that written down. As <laughs> yeah. Important fact. When, when her and Lyle Lovett yeah. were married. Okay. Wow. I mean, that's pr- it's not really horror related, but it's Julia just Julia Roberts go married ahead and, Lyle Lovett. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and fuck. cross that one off. It was, I, it was just kind of funny to be like. Yeah, me um, too, guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, she's an author now, so. And uh, and then, like, kind of you could say is the villain of the movie, her douche boyfriend. Yeah. Oh, he's Victor. 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 That's his license plate, too. Mm-hmm. Victor. Um. He's Frank Better, and he wasn't really in anything else, but he did produce something about Mary with Kevin Dillon's brother, Matt Dillon. Oh, yep. Hmm. I just rewatched that recently because I'm a huge Kingpin fan. I love Kingpin. And uh, <laughs> my dad loves something about Mary. And I was watching it. It's like, it's good. And there's really good parts, but Kingpin's way better. Kingpin is. I could watch that right yeah, now. Yeah, Kingpin is underrated for sure. Is and it because. Some, some memories isn't bad, but Kingpin is just next level it's just the cameron diaz element i think that gets uh people other groups of people talking about something about mary that might not have otherwise because there isn't like really a strong female lead Mm -hmm. in kingpin it's like you've got randy quaid and woody harrelson and then like what's the girl's name i don't even know and i love that movie vanessa angel nice try no that's probably your name (laughs) that's her actress's name Uh, yeah she was uh she was the girl in the weird science tv show didn't see that I I don't remember a single episode, but I do yeah. remember it existed. Right, <laughs> yeah. it wasn't good. 
Is Kingpin better because it has Blues Traveler? Oh, man. No. <laughs> it's worse because of it. But it happens at the end, and I'm already in love with the movie. Right. So oh, it's like, yeah, like well, I'm, that movie is so good. I'm already invested. Yeah. I want to watch it now. Can we stop this? Hold a Munson. <laughs> yeah. But who's, uh, what both both movies have, um, oh, why the hell am I? Lynn uh, Shay. Bob yeah. Shay. Is, is Bob Shay's sister? Or is it? It's his sister, wife? yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Bill Murray in that needs to be honorable mentioned as oh my possibly gosh. the star. Dude. <laughs> so it, uh, the trivia for Kingpin, uh, the end, Bill Murray really did nail those strikes in a row. Like he really, really? Did, he, that's actually him. He did it like in one take. Like he just did it. So when they're all like freaking out, it's because he actually just did it. Yeah. That's which is awesome. Kind of cool. Because they could have had to, you know, actually edit that in, which everyone. Yeah. Assume, uh, that's what I assume. Oh, yeah. It's like, why would you just assume Bill Murray's an awesome bowler? But I mean, of course he's an awesome yeah. bowler. He's Bill fucking Murray. Not surprised <laughs> either. <laughs> those, but those, those are the central characters we all meet. And that, that's basically the cast of the movie. Beyond that, we don't need to mention anyone else. The rest of this dialogue. So now everyone knows who these people are. Except for Artie the policeman, and I, I'll mention why later. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, okay. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> he's like just a random cop. Isn't well, he's not just I'm a random cop. Cross it off, because I have a feeling we're on the same page. He's also the police well, officer in House Party, uh, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. So, we'll, okay, we'll Is that get what there. you had? No, he's in the Willies. Oh, yeah. Oh. So yeah. I didn't have that. <laughs> Specifically, I was just looking at like so I, oh. Mike, and his last name is P N I E W S K I. Oh, Pinisky, Mike Pinisky, He's been in 170 things. Whoa, and most of them are TV shows. One is Matlock. Yep, um, and yep. Uh, I don't know. I don't, you know, I'm guessing everything. I was else. gonna write that down, but I was like, one episode, no, yeah, not <laughs> worth mentioning. Well, it's the best Matlock episode that was ever filmed. <laughs> Check it out. And he does come into play for a while in a, in a little bit. Yeah. yeah so everyone's okay. at the shop. I got to write it. We got the that. cast. They're all at the shop. And Allegra wants remote control. They have a big new standee for this movie remote and control. And only two VHS tapes. Only two copies. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, Which are free if you put up the standee. And the standee is basically a satellite thing that spins around. And it, going, and it seems to draw everybody towards it. And there's a mirror on the standee, and everyone's looking at themselves in the mirror. mirror. <laughs> yeah. And they go over this whole, like, looking in the mirror is, like, the worst thing you can do. And, and they do that says, a little much. You can't control yourself. This thing's supposed yeah. to click together, and I've been clicking on it all morning. <laughs> oh, man. And then it, but then it, when they rip it down later, it's just, like, pieces of cardboard. <laughs> oh, I love that layer. I made a note about when they tear it down. It's so <laughs> okay. good. Um, so they're all in the shop. They got the cast characters, and basically... Um, Jennifer Tilly's character Allegra gets the last copy of remote control, which pisses off um, the love interest Belinda's boyfriend Victor, the douchebag, because he wants that movie. Um, I had to check. I thought he was like abusey. He kind of looked like abusey. I thought like I was like maybe you know he has yeah he kind of does that a little bit looks a little bit like Jake Busey. Emily did mention when we were watching it last night. I didn't catch this, but it sort of seems like he's there for that tape prior. Like, he seems so upset about it. And like, why is he so upset? And why is he so interested in it without having seen it or having any reason to have become obsessed with it already? Because he saw the bitch in display, Nate. But then he's like, already... <laughs> oh, well, we can go on there, from there. To the, I don't want to give away anything. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah spoiler so alert. So, when yeah. they're at the counter, I did notice something. Did you notice the date on the wall? It's Friday the 13th. Oh, no. I didn't. So then I, so then I was like... 
Well, I'm just going to get nerdy here real fast. I did some research, and in 1987, there's only... Th- I want to know when this movie took place. It is either February <laughs> the 13th, March 13th, or November 13th, so... November. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> if I had to pick one, that's doesn't one. really matter. Well, I'm going to cross that off my list, too. <laughs> yeah. Why well, I, I like tropes like that. Like, ooh, of course it's on Friday the 13th, yeah. you know? But, uh... But there, so after that sequence, they like those guys. Uh, after that tape's rented by Jennifer Tilly, basically the store closes, and then the most worthless characters in the movie popped in his uh, sister and nephew. Yeah, they didn't even in the movie at all. 100% worthless. Worst they come the in to play me. later, but not necessary. <laughs> yeah, it, it I have something to say about that towards the end. Yeah. I, I fucking hate that they're in the movie. If I was the editor, I would have been like, But the movie would have out. only been 68 minutes long if they <laughs> yeah. cut that stuff out. Yeah. That's 10 minutes. It's that so, could have so easily been added later. The, we did cut out the part where Georgie has to tell uh, K. Dill to stop smoking on the job. <laughs> So there's a few like him not being good at his job moments. Oh yeah, because he's like, don't make put the the. I told the you not to smoke yeah. in the store. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah, the, the the vibe. They're like homies, and he like got you know, K. Dill the job. There's a shit ton of one liners in this movie, so I'm gonna ask if either one of you like what. If oh, you had, are if, we talking about line the movie if already? You had a, yeah, if you had a favorite one, I mean, I, I can tell you my line in the movie now. I mean, it's it's, I mean, I think it's the most obvious one to pick, and it's like the end of the movie. Okay. So, I mean, I can say it now. I've got two, and they're earlier. One is... You say yours. I'll get the, I'll, When we get to there, I'll say mine then. You so, Artie says, they're talking about VCRs, and he says, so what? Everyone's got one. I've got two. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> and then um, there's one, another line where he says, why did they pick home videos to destroy mankind? <laughs> Just fucking Artie, big balling with two VCRs. Yeah. On a cop's salary. I mean, he must... Do you, be on the tape. Has your line happened yet in the movie yet, Hogan? Um, let's see. I wrote a few. Um, we're I mean we're kind of getting to to it. So okay. So after they close the shop, um, they realize they find a copy of War of the Worlds, which is another movie that Jennifer Tilly's character wanted. So they decide let's go personally deliver it to her house, which seems kind of weird. And we didn't mention that at when she was renting remote control, that Victor was watching. Georgie look up her profile on the computer oh, and yeah, he, he basically eavesdrops yes. the address yeah so that he can so uh, he can go get remote control because he wants to see it that bad he's gonna go to this girl's house and take her tape yes and possibly douche. rape her <laughs> <laughs> i actually put is he there to rape her slash like, steal the movie because <laughs> like he like seems to be you know maybe we could do this together <laughs> i don't know um, uncomfortable yes so they they go to her house to give her War of the Worlds, and uh, by this time Victor's already shown up while she's watching the movie and is watching Remote Control with her, which we know from before. Remote Control possesses you and makes you do bad things. Okay, but I have a problem with this scene though because oh. he just shows up and he's just like, "Hey, I just figured we could watch this together." He and says, she no "I po- thought we could lose control yeah. together." But at oh, no yeah. point <laughs> does she acknowledge like. What the fuck this dude's doing in her house? So I thought about that, and I thought maybe because she had already started to see herself on the TV, that she was already starting to kind of, like, do the weird... So what happens is they start to say their own name over, and so it's like, Allegra, 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 Allegra. And then it's like, it shows an image that looks as though, you know, like if a mirror is facing a mirror. I remember the, like... The gym my dad was a member of, which was called Seven Flags, which then turned into Seven Flags Event Center, which I later saw Slayer at. But that's beyond the uh, <laughs> point. But 
I remember there was these two mirrors that would face each other, and I'd just stand there, and these like gross dudes with like balls hanging down to their knees would be walking by. <laughs> it was like that kind of a down lo- to locker their knees? room. Yeah, when you're a kid, that scares the shit out of you. Danglers. You want to you want to keep those things close. My dad recently said he's like, you know, the one thing that sucks about getting older is that occasionally you sit on your balls. <laughs> oh jeez. Thanks, Dad. Oh, I don't wear boxes. That's the most frightening thing to happen on the fright zone so far. <laughs> Sitting on your own balls. <laughs> Whoa. I'll put you Listeners out. Listeners beware. Um, I, I do love, though, the moment that she sees herself on the screen. She's like, oh, my God, I'm on candy camera. I can't do a Jennifer Tilly voice. That's she good. Has, you shouldn't she, be she able has to. The, yeah, I know. <laughs> but she has the, such a distinct, bizarre, squeaky little voice that it, that's just a hilarious line. Yeah. And that is later one of the tapes that's sitting on top of the VCR. When they have these movie carts in the video store, they're pushing around that have no organization to them whatsoever. Oh, yeah. It looks like someone threw, looks like an Iowa State Fair game. Like somebody threw the VHS tapes <laughs> towards it. Like maybe eight or nine of them are still on there. And he's, Cosmo's pushing the cart around. But at one point, he goes up to a VCR, and there's also just a stack of tapes crudely on top of the VCR, and one of the tapes is Candid Camera. Nice. I noticed. The other ones are The Manipulator with Mickey Rooney, Magic, that puppet flick. With Anthony Hopkins. Yes. And My Tutor. Nice. I noticed that one... I mean, there's so many tapes. Um, you would you would love looking at in HD, because you can yeah, see all the Yeah, I do want to do that. I point. did notice... Um, Later in the movie, when they go to satellite video, there there's a like Vestron mutant was sitting there. Oh, sweet! That's cool. That's Um, always one of my favorite things about watching Seinfeld. Is I'm always hoping they end up at the video store because I was watching an episode of that and there was like a Warlock Moon tape on the wall, which is like a Jerry has some horror stuff in his house. If you keep an eye on the shelf, his oh the tapes. He he has like Child's Play two. Later, they just turn into handwritten ones. They stop being factory tapes. Like at after like season three or four. I, did, the, I appreciate his small collection was like a few horror tapes. Yeah. It's like, cool. One yeah. of those tapes you were talking about on the, the cart that's out too is Rumblefish, which uh, his brother. Matt Dillon was in. Oh, a shout out. Matty D. Uh, yeah. So when they, so, so the douche is there, he comes in, he's watching it with her. They're going to lose control together. Um, and basically he starts like kind of rubbing her neck and then starts strangling her. But this is the point when, is that second base? Yeah, <laughs> this is what uh, Georgie and um, K. Dill have showed up and they're they're looking in the window and they think that these two are being <clears> intimate. <throat> and that's the scene you're talking about when Georgie's like, not like Kevin Dunn's like, oh, we should get out of here. Yeah. I guess I'm going to have to wait in line. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Georgie's like, no, let's stay and watch because it'd be real creepy. Yeah. Um. So they watch for a while and. To me, it's pretty clear that she's being strangled. Very they're clear. They're not kissing. They're, yeah. they're, they they're even clothed. see him roll onto the bed. Yeah. And he's put, got her arms around her neck. And for some reason, they're just like, yeah, man, you going to have to wait in line. You know, like, what a bummer. <laughs> for what? Like, they're, you know, get in there. Yeah, you going to strangle her um, next. And then, like, a neighbor's like, you get out of there, you peeping toms. Or wherever so they run off. And that that's the first time that Kevin Dillon uh, does his, like, Matt Dillon impression, where he does the droopy mouth thing, where he's, he's like, he's <laughs> like, Georgie, you know, kind of. Like, I know this isn't a visual <laughs> podcast, but he kind of droops it down a little bit. He's like, he's like, did you know peeping's a felony? And Georgie goes, only if you get caught. Give me your, <laughs> give me your, your face. <laughs> Got it. So. You know, it's kind of like a. I can share oh. it on our, I'll share it on our Instagram for the listeners. There you go. <laughs> At Fright Some Podcast on Instagram. All right, check it. <laughs> that's, that's a good. <laughs> that's a good 
good picture. But then oh. he doesn't leave. He pretends he feigns that he's going to leave, but then he just stays and it's like, yeah, let's watch this girl get murdered that was a really, really cool chick at the, <laughs> the I'll, theater. After the murder, which they think is sex, because apparently neither of them have ever had sex they before. They have not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> KD falls in and out of love so fast, oh. there's no way that he's busted. Um, when they leave and they like, just jump off the little ledge, I love K-Dill does this, like, roll. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like an act. Tuck and roll. Yeah. He tucks and rolls. It's just super funny It's his, like, Red Dawn move. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, it's 100% unnecessary, but it's just great. It's like it's not like the cops are after you. It's like there's literally just like an old lady with her fucking <laughs> rolling pin, basically like, "Hey, you boys, get down from there." He's probably like, "Hey, uh, Jeff, uh, director Jeff, Jeff Lieberman, um, do you care if I do like a barrel roll? Like I learned it when I was in platoon. I've been like, practicing. sure, do it, whatever. Yeah, I practice every day. He, they did say he did every stunt in the movie was K Dills, like the nice. barrel roll. So he really did that barrel roll. Yeah. So they leave. But what it continues with is a triple homicide. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we cut back to inside the house. And the parents are showing up to their very 80s home. Um, it's pretty And stylish. they say that, like, oh, their daughter's home. But her room that she's in with, with, with Victor shows up looks like an apartment. I mean, yeah. it's a huge room. And the dad goes upstairs to see what's going on. I was yeah, I was definitely under the impression that it was like her house. Yeah. It's like you're too old to be living for your parents, maybe, but yeah. yeah. I mean, I have a teenage daughter and I know when I knock once, my next reaction is to normally shoulder my way through the fucking door yeah. and break it off its hinges. <laughs> yeah, that's why the lock <laughs> when she doesn't the answer. joke. <laughs> um Yeah, that murder's that's great. So yeah, her parents show up and Victor just fucking kills them. Yeah, the dad's in all this jogging attire and he goes upstairs. <laughs> Allegra. Yogging, I believe it's called. Allegra. And he, uh, <laughs> Victor pops out of nowhere right after he sees that she's dead on the bed with her eyes rolled back. And Victor just jumps on him like a wild cat and starts attacking him. The dad ends up getting slammed against the wall a bunch and, and, and has, thrown off of a balcony where he. When he I'm rolls guessing. down the stairs, it's like, ooh, damn, that's yeah. a nice You know, roll. Kevin Dillon actually did that, too. That would be amazing <laughs> if he did. That would been great. He's like, hey, put me in there. I'll just put on the jog suit and a wig and roll down those stairs. Watch this. <laughs> it's kind of a Sylvester Stallone slash his brother, <laughs> Matt Dillon. You want to go boomer, boomer, as a war zone. And then it shows that Victor's kind of taunting the mother, and it does a tasteful pan away where he, she gets killed off camera. So we don't actually see her die, but later they say... There was a triple homicide, so we know that they did all get killed. That uh, that's actually one of the like better directed moments of the movie. It's like a Brian De Palma shot, how they yeah. go away from her. It's like a single tracking shot, and they um, like our steady cam, and they they pan away from her as he's like chasing around trying to box her in, and it like slowly goes all the way back up the stairs and goes back into the room yeah. where Allegra's still on the bed. It did have a sort and of Giallo vibe, in, yeah, and it zooms in on like the TV and just like picture of her in the bed. Yeah. Oh, I want before uh, we jump back to the next day. I I want to mention this. Um, I thought it's really like really cool all the stuff that you almost take you take for granted in a movie now, like the complexity of setting up the shots. Like every time they show them watching the movie, like now that'd be blue screened on or green screened on, but like they're actually shooting video on monitors, like live playback. Yeah. Which is really cool. Um, but uh, I know production wise. They so they could achieve the shots of them on the screen. There are other cameras in the room, 
So like it's it there's little things you don't think about as much, and I think that's I don't know, just kind of a note. I mean, yeah, you know, the lost art of filmmaking in just a way, in camera tricks. Yeah, like they actually have cameras. Like so, like in that scene, there's actually another camera in the room shooting her dead on the bed. So you right. can watch stuff live. It's just cool. Yeah, it's um, people don't take the time, but or have the camera, I guess. <laughs> uh, but so now we go. So the next day. Uh, we're at the video store, and that's when Belinda. Nate's boy Artie shows oh, up. Artie, yes, that's right. Before the cops show up, Belinda shows up, right? Yeah, Belinda and Victor are back. The rent tapes and, again. Yeah, and then that's when KD comes on really it. strong. Oh, he really where goes he's for reciting it. the things right he's in like, front of her boyfriend, blocking he her way out of the door on the way out. It's Listen. a mild assault. <laughs> you know, like if she wasn't interested at all, and he was doing that, she could probably press some sort of charge. He could definitely get fired. Yeah. Oh yeah. If his buddy <laughs> George was, would never fire him, but but instead his buddy's like elbowing him, like oh, I'm moving up in the world, huh? <laughs> like way to assault our customers. <laughs> But yes. Tell us then the boy p- Artie. So then Artie shows up with his partner, whose name we don't... I'm guessing he's cop number two or something, <laughs> or part cop partner two in the credits. I didn't check. But uh, <laughs> it doesn't matter, because he doesn't live for very long anyway. So they, they roll in. The first thing they do is grab K-Reel and hold his arm up and go like, hey, everyone get the fuck out of here. <laughs> And they throw him up. All the clerks, uh, not the clerks, all the the customers customers put their tape back on the, like, fuck. Yeah. (laughs) Why did they put the tape back? Just take it. It was like turning on the lights and just roaches scattered. Yeah. I mean, those (laughs) things were like 80 bucks a piece back then. And so, yeah, he comes in and they're like, oh, what happened with the whole, you guys peeping Toms and all this. And you were the last ones to see her. And the neighbor said that she saw you. I don't know how they got such a a perfect description (laughs) from that lady that yelled up. They, uh, they, they immediately start accusing them of being the ones that killed uh, Allegra. And, and her family. <laughs> yes. And they immediately Triple say, homicide. oh, no, I I know who would have. Wait, <laughs> the guy who did it just walked out of here. And, and he runs out with the cuffs yeah, on. They left five minutes earlier in a car <laughs> and he does an action sp- Roll kind of thing, <laughs> side not like on the ground, but more platoon like, moves, like a running. Dude. He does a, a yes, running three sixty, yeah. and he moves. starts yelling down the street, Belinda. <laughs> and uh, it's like once again, you're not Sylvester Stallone yelling for Adrian, but yeah. So like, they throw him in the back of the cop car and they head out. Okay, but there's this. This is a part that he, also he irritates me. He pleads with Artie. Yeah, so. this is the part that ir- irritates me too. It's like he's pleading with Artie, like, they, and they mention it twice, like. You know, oh, do it for a long time. Do it for all time's sake. You know, he's like, come on, Audie, we've known each other a long time. Yeah. And like, for how long we've known each other? Like, why the fuck is that even brought up? It's totally unnecessary. The only reason I can think that it would be necessary is later when he asks Artie to take his cuffs off so that he can make a phone call. Yeah. That makes it so that wouldn't be so crazy. Yeah. So let's go there. So they, uh, so they arrest him at the shot at the video store, and um, then you know he's like, I'll, "I'll show you where it happened. I can show you. We saw it happen on the TV. There has to be a camera there. The tape might even be in the VCR still. We saw it." <laughs> so, so they're like, "All right." So the cops take Georgie and K. Dill. A standard procedure bringing standard the procedure. the potential uh, yeah. criminals back to the scene of yes. the crime. Yeah, so they, take so they can the do the whatever they want. <laughs> and cop number Touch two stuff. and Georgie stay in the car while K. Dill and Artie go inside. And that's uh, what Nate's talking about, where he takes off the cuffs. But then the TV possesses him, and 
already pulls it on our boy K Dill. Yeah. Kadil, he's got to get real. Leaps out of the way of the, of the gunfire, yes. like a pro. Did that first try? I heard. And then cop two comes in, yeah, and that's so good when he gets blown away. Yeah, he comes like, "Hey, what's going on here?" And Artie just fucking obliterates yeah. him. And I honestly don't think that like you could leave this be the only one to leave the scene of the crime. You admit to killing one of the police officers, no matter what <laughs> stuff they find, or like burnt VHS tapes, <laughs> buildings, whatever. <laughs> There's no way you're going to be able to completely get away with being the last person seen with cops and they're both murdered. Well, and and it's, it's a note happen. that when Kadil then kills Artie. Yes. Because he and he takes Artie's gun that Artie just used to kill the other cop and then he shoots Artie. So now it looks like Kadil killed both of them. Yes. His prints are on the murder weapon. Right. So it would look pretty bad. And Georgie lets him know that, you know, they're both going to jail forever <laughs> for the rest since, of their life. Since this is the last time we're going to see uh, Artie, now's probably a good time for you to tell us all of your fun facts about Artie that you've been waiting to tell us it about It was Nate. just the fact that he was in House Party, one of my favorite movies. I don't have a, <laughs> I, I, the other things I sort of skimmed by, but as soon as I saw that, I was like, I like when I saw him on the movie, I'm like, he's a cop in something else. I knew that. And as soon as I just saw House Party, I was like, he's the fucking cop that like, keeps like um what, what eth- ethnic profiling i don't know what they call that shit but straight up like the three thug dudes in that movie that keep trying to go to the party and fuck shit up they do at one point try to burn the house down while they're inside <laughs> so they're not the nicest people but they'll take them out somewhere beat the shit out of them lock them in refrigerators and stuff and it's like it's a it's done in a comedic way and it's really off-putting because <laughs> yeah I don't I don't know what to say about all that. But yeah, House Party rules. If you have not seen the movie House Party with Kid in a Play, then you are. Well, not well House Party parts two and three. Well, part two, the pajama jammy jam is pretty good. <laughs> um, it's still fun. They're in college. I would say instead of watching part three, just go see class act. Ooh. <laughs> uh the ho- slide the Hogan slide whistle so good. Uh we're really selling in on this third episode. We got yeah. slide whistles. <laughs> I got what is this thing called? I don't even know. Viber slap. Oh, the other thing that keeps coming up, and I did try to look it up. I wasn't able to find much, but they keep saying Muldoons. They keep saying like, "Yeah, who are these Muldoons? The Muldoons are yeah. after us." Have you seen any Muldoons? Is that and, a slang for cops or? So I tried to look it up, and that. Um, original dictionary meaning has something based in Ireland. So instead I went to the Urban Dictionary, which always has a much better description of what things mean. And it says, A Muldoon is a male between 25 and 75. They rarely exceed 140 pounds. They have no job, cut-off jeans, trucker hat, stolen sunglasses, cheap tennis shoes or flip-flops, a t-shirt, usually advertising a national beer brand. This is exactly how all three of us are dressed right now. (laughs) And his most prized possession is his customized cruiser bike with a seat with springs and high handlebars, one speed with coaster brake and a plastic cup holder. A Muldoon drinks canned beer in a paper bag. Very specific. That's wow. A, that is not, however, specific. that is not, however, who I believe is after them. <laughs> I just couldn't believe how, and there's more, but I just, that's enough. Uh, I, I'm guessing that it's a slang term that means police, but it was very regional. And so no one would know what that means. 
Because it seems like they're talking about the police. I would love to see a cop in flip-flops and cut off. (laughs) (laughs) Drinking a can of beer in a paper bag. You know, I pulled you over. (laughs) Whoa, geez. Back off there, Chet. Uh, So then right after that scene, they immediately uh, go to the gym. Which, Where there's uh, a signature 80s aerobics scene. Oh man, yeah, totally. Is I was like, I was like, we're watching Killer Workout all of a sudden. Yeah. Or, but but they all have, they saw that weird space age gear on. She's wearing like a pleather suit and has like hoops all over it and stuff. Yeah. And he like slams on the glass and she's like, what? And Blinda! she leaves the workout. Blinda. And then uh, <laughs> he convinces her to, that they need to leave. She needs to leave with them right now. And then he takes her out of the work the the gym class. And walked her to the stolen cop car because they did steal the cop car after killing the cops. Yes. And then she doesn't want to get in and he fucking flashes the gun that, that he just plugged the cop with. They plugged Artie with. And she's like, shit. She gets in and then they go to the video store and the, and they're trying to tell her all about how there's a killer tape. And yes. while doing that, remote he control goes puts on. puts the tape in because he thinks that the kill is going to be on the tape. Yes. He's like, I'm going to prove it to you that your boyfriend's a murderer. And then he puts it in, and instead she gets ready to murder them. Either there was a camera in that room, or I'm going crazy. <laughs> and then uh, she tries killing them. They destroy the tape, and it breaks the spell, and she's beautiful Belinda again. Which, at that point in the movie, is when they realize that as long as the movie is not playing, the person goes back to normal. Mm-hmm. So some of the earlier homicides might have been a little preemptive. <laughs> There's also scenes where you can see the plug to the TV. You could see it. You could just unplug it. But instead, they completely obliterate what had to have been at the time, like a $1,000 VCR I love into it. a $1,500 TV. I love all the VCRs that that explode, <laughs> too. Um, the, uh, I may note here, this was my second favorite line of the movie happens in the scene. After uh, Belinda, after they break the spell and they realize what happened, he, he looks at the spell and he goes, Makes you lose control, just like the display says. And then he poorly <laughs> yes. kicks it over. Yeah. I have that listed on here as, oh, yeah, yeah. in my notes, Kevin Dillon can destroy the fuck out of video displays. It's like you could have farted on the display. It's a house of cards. It's a house of cards. That's exactly right. So after that's when they head to satellite video, and he gets choked out by a dude who's dressed like Sub-Zero from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Is that? Oh no, you're right. Go on. Sorry. No, that's all. I, that's the my only note. About this that is sequence. one. Of, I love that the guy is dressed like Sub Zero from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is my. Uh, this is one of my favorite lines where uh, he goes. They go, "Who's the manager?" And he's like, "I'm the manager. Eat shit and die." <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> There's a bunch of cool shit in that video store. There's that sweet Freddy Krueger display. Yeah. And then the uh, how he disposes of the tapes. Is by crudely beating them with a chain. Yeah, where does he get the log chain? I don't from? know. They never show. I mean, oh, I thought no. I thought he, I thought he got that from Sub Zero. I thought Sub Zero was trying to strangle him with the chain, and then after he beat Sub Zero, he, he kept the it. chain. Was yes, he? That's right. I thought he just pulled that's a fucking be. log chain out of nowhere. Yeah, I mean that'd be sweet. <laughs> I mean, I hear that he does that now. Like if you bump into Kevin Dillon now, <laughs> that he commonly has a log chain, <laughs> but uh, back then it was just a prop. <laughs> <laughs> in this scene, Georgie's like indecisiveness to punch that dude in the face that's choking out. Yeah. Kevin well, Georgie Dillon. tries to shoot him first and he doesn't apparently know how to use a gun because the safety's <laughs> on. He goes and he shoots him and he just looks at it and then he throws the gun in the gown and it's like, ah! Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I think he doesn't throw a punch him. either because then he punches him. He's like, fuck. Yeah, it's right. like he pauses like mid, you know, he's like, oh, do I or don't I? 
And then I think she sure. picks up the gun and hits him with the gun. Pistol whips his ass. <laughs> so then is it that they find the address on the box? That's not a very good yeah. way to hide a organization that's not too different from the one in <laughs> Halloween 3 where they're trying Silver to Shamrock? brainwash people. Yeah, it's not too different from Silver Shamrock where it's this kind of futuristic, like they, the scene where they uh, have all the VCRs stacked up in the towers and shit is so cool. And they, they're going around the tape dubbing areas. Uh, they decide that they're going to go to the headquarters that makes remote control because they need to stop it from being mass produced and sent out everywhere because it'll take over the world and everyone will kill each other. So, so they can look more professional. They know they can't show up in the stolen cop car in their, you know, muscle tees. So they go to like a fancy um, country club. The only one that looks like a dirt car. ball out of all of them is fucking Kevin Dillon. K Dill? Yeah. yeah. Everybody else looks great. Yeah. She <laughs> like, has her same clothes on. Yeah. Well, George, yeah, Georgie and K Dill are like way more square. They're the only two people in the whole movie that don't look like that weird futuristic 80s vibe he yeah. does have those sweet motorcycle boots those ones with the metal <laughs> those shin, shin guards. guards i have that here as well i'm gonna cross that off <laughs> <laughs> shin guard note dude cosmos silver shin guards that's why his name's cosmo i keep on k dill because it's funny but cosmo is <laughs> also funny like cosmo kramer do you want to tell us about the car still in sequence nate uh yes <laughs> it is a pink cadillac yes it looks like something that elvis would drive and he comes up and pretends that he's the attendant to uh, take the car. And he says something to the effect of like, yeah, we don't have tickets anymore because pe- too many cars were getting stolen. And then he peels <laughs> I don't out. Even know, I don't even know how that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, he peels out Ferris Bueller's day off style and goes and picks him up. At which point, Georgie is still like violently holding Belinda at gunpoint. <laughs> but they're all on the same page at yeah. this point in time. So there's, it's not necessary. She's not going to try to take off, I don't Johnny think. Depp wouldn't have kept holding her at gunpoint. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> they would have been making out, killing time. You've been giving her those puppy dog eyes. And so they jump in the car and they take off to head off to Polaris, Polaris video, headquarters. Polaris video. Which, I have some fun facts about Polaris. Polaris headquarters is a water treatment plant in L.A. that is used in a bunch of movies. Um, in Horrorland, you might recognize it from Dead Heat. It's Dante Labs, oh. where all the zombie shit happens. Yeah, It's Biodome in the hit the film dome. Biodome. <laughs> the dome within the dome. Bud and Doyle love Biodome. Yeah, and pizza. Um, and, uh, but for, for you, Hogan, it's Starfleet Academy. Nice. That's I like awesome. Star Wars, Hogan like Star Trek. Yep. But I actually do kind of like Biodome. I do too. I'm There's, considering making a shirt of that. Awesome. I just like the design is really important. That has <laughs> that has I think the first uh, screen appearance of Tenacious D. Really? Biodome. Yeah, they're the band playing that. Won't you say the fucking trees? Yeah, it's yeah. Tenacious D. That's awesome. So make a note. Rewatch Biodome <laughs> again. And Kylie Minogue's in that movie too. Yeah, it's just a weird movie, and it's probably like the only film that that particular Baldwin doesn't totally suck in. It might be the only movie that Pauly Shore doesn't particularly suck in. Oh, no way, dude. Son-in-law rules. It's yeah, true. It's Hard. true. Son-in-law's good. Encino Son-in-law's the- Man. Yes. But he's not the main guy. He should have done more of that. Have you ever watched that um, video when he was on MTV and like he's here in Des Moines at Drake just being Pauly Shore, like obnoxious Pauly Shore? Oh, I have not. Fucking YouTube that. It, yeah. it, the whole thing there, just him like, what's up, Drake University? Oh, no. It's like, it's horrible. Sorry, Polly. <laughs> so that was a fun digression into Polly Shore world. Um, yeah. So they're at Polaris. They're ready to get into the biodome with Bud and Doyle. And uh, 
Nate gets a giant erection for all the video duplication machines. Georgie, Cosmo, and Belinda. Yeah. They're they're in these disguises. Now, this is the only point in the movie where Kate and Georgie look futuristic like everyone else. They're in these outfits they got out of the car they stole, and they're masquerading as uh, potential a film crew clients. That, are gonna, that they want to see if Polaris will put out their tape. Yeah. Yes. And they Wicked realize, game plan, by the way. Yeah. <sighs> it seemed to work. It's like a James Bond move. Yeah. <laughs> and so they get into this kind of control room, and that's when they start using the term master controller. And sometimes they say master controllers, plural. Yes. Uh, Mr. Denver, played by Burt Remsen, who you'd know from Terrorvision, he was the grandpa. Yeah, totally was. He, yeah. yeah. Um, he goes, everyone at Pilar serves the master controller. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great line. I like that Georgie came up, the the name that he came up with was McNuttony. <laughs> when the the old man asked him, oh, what's your name? Like, because he's the producer. He's like, uh, uh, McNuttony. <laughs> <laughs> Georgie has a really disturbing line in this scene, too, where he says, Mrs. McNuttony is going to cream. <laughs> and I rewound it back. And I was like, did he say <laughs> Mrs. McNutney is gonna cream bust, and Emily was like, "Yeah, earlier in the movie, there was this uh, where they were talking. Georgie said something about a Mrs. McNutney. So I'm wondering if there's some sort of deleted scene with her that makes that all kind of tie together. The Blu-ray had no deleted scenes. Yeah. So uh, basically, yeah, the jigs up. They realize that they're they're trying to stop the you know the tape, and. Uh, Adults are the master controllers, and this is when, like, K. Dillon company start fucking icing people. And uh, there's an exciting forklift sequence, which I just can't get enough of when he's driving the forklift. She's like, right maybe, behind him. like, not even a mile per hour. Yeah. It's like it, it's like he's just coasting down the hallway, and it's like dun, 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 yeah. dun, 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 dun. it's like chopping ball like, score. She's trying to run after him, like, she can't keep up with this fucking speedy forklift yeah and he's like you know at the remote control empty box factory it's yeah. incredible <laughs> anytime somebody bumps the tower of boxes yeah and they it just all move, move. You're like oh that shit maybe so we should funny. reshoot that hey cosmo <laughs> don't bump the fucking tower of empty boxes we can tell they're empty yeah That's which i did notice though like when georgie gets shot they like Ooh. lean oh, his yeah, ass up against there. like the two you know like two like tiered boxes at the very bottom. So they, at some point must have knocked an entire tower over and put some, so they were smart enough to be like, all right, he's got to lean up against this one, you know? (laughs) But after, after the Polaris action pack forklift sequence, they fucking blow up the, the company and they ask a guy like, where are the tapes going or whatever? And he says, this is the last truck. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. So then they go on a hunt to find the tapes are already out in the wild in, you know, at Vid- Vidorama in the mall because they've already hit satellite video where you can apparently shoot a gun off and nobody cares. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, happens. man. Yeah. There's a line. 87. I love uh, something Belinda says in that sequence. They're in the veil store and she goes to all those like weird punk new waivers. She's like, get away from that display. It's not normal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we did. We did miss another really good one that the Asian guy says. He says cassettes don't destroy people destroy <laughs> and then we get another little chunk of maybe it's remote control where there's like this guy with an emperor ming mustache and oh, they yeah. just there's this whole other the movie within thing the movie that, yeah. yeah yeah so we get another big chunk of that because up till that point we've only seen every the time scene. 
It's the knitting needle murder sequence. Yeah. Right. But also what's really neat about that too is it's it like, mirrors the sequence. It, yeah. It's almost like they're watching like what the, what the dudes in the control center are watching is giving them like information as to what our, whatever our group of people that we're our following heroes. are going to do, you know? Yeah. So that was kind of cool. Yeah. And totally. that's the one scene that kind of explain what's happening to the movie to the audience, which is just what we've already told you. It's aliens. Uh, who are trying to take over the earth somehow. Asian aliens. Movie. <laughs> on, the, on the door of the video store in the mall is a poster for the movie Hamburger the Motion Pictures. Yep. Don't Picture. you love that movie? I yeah, like that's like my favorite boner jam of that era. <laughs> that's the one that like my first best friend, um, his name was Reed Jackson, and he lived in the cul-de-sac by me. His parents found out I had shown him that movie and that I listened to Iron Maiden. And you never and have this friend anymore. They came over and, I never and knocked saw on him the door. Again. I answered it and they told me I was not allowed to see their kid anymore. And then they talked to Whoa. my parents and my parents said, Yeah, you can't see them anymore. I was like, Why? Well, I was crying. You know, he was, he was literally like yeah. he was my best friend for like a year, oh, year and a half. Man. And it was like, Well, because you watch R rated movies and because Are of you the heavy right metal. Now? No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude. It's fucking dusty basement. <laughs> you should hit that guy up on Facebook, but hey man. Yeah, right. I don't give a shit. You want to his parents, watch hamburger? Yeah, his parents suck. They suck. There's also a poster for this awesome movie. Um, by awesome, I mean most of it's awesome. It's another one where there's like parts that don't need to be there, but it's a movie called The Manitou. Have you ever seen The Manitou? No. Oh, dude. Sounds good. It's a really cool... It's like a monster like, flick? Kind of. It's it more like supernatural than that. It's, okay. it's like... Uh, How do you spell that? M-A-N-I... T O U. Throw it on the list of stuff to watch. For the I'd podcast. rather because yeah. when I watch it, I just put it in. Yeah, I'd rather you have that experience yeah, so than me to explain it. No, yeah, no. Um, and I, I just went down this weird fucking rabbit hole. We're but like, we're almost the end of the movie. The uh, the dock worker that they steal the truck from that's like full of movies. Yes, um, you recognize the, him. He was plays Michael Myers in the Curse of Michael Myers. Halloween Part really? Six Six Six: The Curse of Michael Myers. Paul Rudd's first film. And finest hour. I just realized I didn't have that. My guitar player, Nick Smeltzer, asked me to bring that to practice. And I went to look at my like Halloween section and it's just like, nope. Oh. And I've had it. It's been around. It's been in my possession. No pun intended. But the uh, yeah, I just Michael. Guess, I mean, and I could have lent it out, too. That's also likely that movie. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I like the Halloween movies. That movie didn't have Paul Rudd in it. I'd probably never watch it again. Yeah. Um. It's such a mess, and it's so bizarre, the stuff they're trying to do with the story. I have the Blu-ray that's the producer's cut, though. It puts in a lot more of, like, the, the ex- explanation of why Michael's evil. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't need all that. But, I mean, that's kind of why the movie's bad to begin with, is I don't want all that. Yeah. It's kind of like the same reason the Rob Zombie movies were kind of silly for that. It's like, I don't necessarily need all this backstory to Michael. I like that he's just fucking insane or he's just evil. That's it. Yeah, Loomis that's all you need to evil. know. I don't need this I, weird... There's a cult I'll listen thing, to Loomis. You know? Yeah, Michael, I... <laughs> he's gone. The evil's gone from here. <laughs> he's not a man. <laughs> he had the darkest eyes, the, the devil's eyes. I shot him six times. I wish they would have made one and two and then three the way exact way it is. Three is perfect. Mm-hmm. And then four would have been some other story. I wish yeah. they would have done what they were going to do and just make it like. Almost a like movie to movie anthology of yeah. movies be every that movie happen around Halloween. Halloween. Yeah, they would have been more interesting. I mean, I do like Halloween three. Like, I mean, you know, I love Tom Atkins. I got, uh, I they. He's sure my he's my pass. 
He is? Oh, yeah. If <laughs> I can ever have that. It's happen. Miller time. Yeah. <laughs> He's always got a six pack in that. It's so great. And it's like such a charmer. <laughs> he he's someone I want to meet at a con really bad. I I, yeah. I want to go to a con to meet Tom Atkins. Like I I just think he's awesome. Like fuck yeah, they're so. If good. I could pay a grand to just sit down and like eat breakfast with Fred Williamson and oh, Tom yeah. Atkins, I want to be in that. Dude, <laughs> they <laughs> should do a fucking buddy cop would it, movie. Would yeah. it be at that the Cracker Barrel? Yeah, wherever they want to go, I, I'll pay for that too. <sighs> that would be a get dude. yourself a milkshake. Tom. <laughs> Did, did six you, Budweiser's. <laughs> I know Nate, you usually don't like remakes of movies or you don't watch them because you don't Unless watch Unless they were them. in the 80s. Unless they're that the blob. Said, have you, that movie's awesome. Um, have you seen the remake of My Bloody Valentine? I did. I was wasted, though. That's oh, because like, Tom Atkins I was, is in that. He's, I was he's, in my early, mid-20s. It was like the Jordan Creek Theater had just opened, yeah. and there was a bar restaurant across the street, and I kept telling my wife I was going to the bathroom, and I'd run <laughs> over there and I'd do two Jaeger bombs. And then I'd go back to the movie. And so I was pissing a lot, too. As, <laughs> of course. As we know. And I think by the time the movie was over, I had taken like eight Jaeger bombs. <laughs> and uh, yes. Well, I'd say if you didn't remember, Tom Atkins is is the sheriff in that movie. Right. Which I like. I, I don't know. I had that one on Blu-ray. I think it was fucking sweet. Yeah, I, I'll rewatch that again. I, get, if I literally saw them, it in 3D it. at the theater. It's, dude, it's fun. Jaeger bombs. It like, has. Yeah, was, <laughs> you added a fucking fourth dimension couple, if you were yeah. drinking Jaeger There's bombs. a couple 3D horror movies from the 2000s that I I, I like My Blood Valentine 3D a lot, and I like Piranha 3D a lot. I watched Piranha 3 the other night. That's the thing I had in my story where the girl's hair gets caught in the propeller and it rips all her face off. Yeah, have you that's seen that? great. I saw that in the theater. It's too. fucking awesome. Yeah. So they leave the video store. They yes. find out that there's two tapes that are out. One, one his stupid nephew has. is a stupid nephew has. And the Fuck other one is at kid. a place called Retro Club, which oh. just looks like the ultimate over exaggeration of 80s. Oh, yeah. So if it's a retro club in the 80s, wouldn't that be a 50s themed place? I uh, to I be think retro. How many years? I wonder if it's pass? retro because they only play retro movies. Maybe. Oh, right. Okay. Uh, I made a note that I, and I, my note says wild VHS dance club. That kind of looked like a set from MTV's the grind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That it looks like a great place. You know, oh, there's yeah, like dancers up there. by the TVs and shit. And like, yeah, it looks like a wild time. What are they locked? What does she get locked in a shower? What? Yeah. Belinda? Yeah. She gets locked in somewhere. Is it a shower? Yeah, I don't know. She That's... gets locked up in that scene? Yeah. I thought she was just... Everybody starts freaking the fuck out, and all of a sudden she's like, you know, pantomime. Oh, she's in a phone booth. Okay. That's... She gets in a phone booth because there's all the chaos and everyone's killing each other. She's looking then... for that phone book they were talking yeah. about earlier. <laughs> and then that dude bursts into flames like a full body burn. <laughs> yes. And then he grabs onto the dude that, like, okay, I like when she's yelling at... There's a DJ, but he's DJing the tapes they're watching? Yeah. It looks like because he's just waving tapes around. Yeah, right. And she's like, stop the tape. And he's like, no. no. And he, his spandex <laughs> is so tight. Like, you can see the color bright of his ass crack through the pink pants. Bright pink spandex. Um, but then when the guy's on fire. And Greg bar, was really looking. He Yeah. It was HD, man. I could, like, yeah. he's like, it's like, whoa, you can see this dude's dirty ass crack. Yeah. <laughs> but the guy gets on fire, and then he grabs onto the pink spandex dude, and this pink spandex just goes up in, like, two seconds. Yeah, that guy definitely died. <laughs> That's... But uh, but then she, Belinda's saved in that sequence by Victor. Victor gets her out of there, her douche boyfriend. Yep. He tells him that, no, dude, I didn't kill anyone. Those guys from the video store did. It's on the news. Yeah. Then they kidnapped you, and I thought that you were just being held hostage, not 
like gallivanting around with these guys. And then uh, eventually uh, Kadil goes and meets up with her at um, Victor's 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 pad. And she gives him the tape. She's like, here's the tape. Victor gave it to me. He's been trying to right. help us out. And, and he's like, I'm going to go break this in the garage with a hammer. No. Oh, with, and then he goes with a real hammer. hammer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It looks like it's a Rubbermaid, like, spatula. <laughs> yeah. And that's when he sees Victor's cars in the garage. And he gets suspicious. Yes. He, this it, isn't the tape. Isn't there a brief, like, weapon-choosing sequence? That comes in That comes in a minute, because he he picks up the world's largest fucking pipe wrench. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, at least three feet long. It's the kind of weapon that, like, when you swing it, you need another, like, ten seconds to even wind <laughs> it back up. Yep. It's, like, the same reason they suggest that if there is, like, a zombie outbreak, you don't use a gun, because you have to reload it. You want to have, like, machetes and axes and things that, like, they're quick, easy to swing. And you can just go to the like, next thing. Like the chain that he stole from Sub-Zero. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That satellite video. Yeah. The 40-pound log chain. <laughs> yeah. It's like, dude, she's brainwashed. And you've seen this happen to multiple people, one of which was a police officer you murdered. Yeah. Your, your longtime childhood friend, <laughs> yeah. Artie. Yeah. And this is the, <laughs> this is the scene where you can blatantly see the TV plug on the right side of the TV that they could just unplug. But instead, something else happens later. But yeah. So there's a little back and forth there. He realizes the Victor's car's there, you said. Yep. And then, then what happens? Uh, Victor shows up, and we have a duel to the death. Yeah, that's where he bludgeons him to death with the three-foot-long pipe wrench. I mean, one whack to the face, yeah. and he's down. Victor is done. Victor is a puss at the end of the day, it turns out. Yeah, just one hit takes him down for life. So this part's, like, weird. Like, this, this is really strange for me, because this is the only section in the movie where you have supernatural elements when the VCR turns itself back on, which I thought was really fucking weird. Yeah. Well, it was a pretty sexy VCR. Right. At that point, it's we're Alexa? pretty... At that point, we're pretty sure it's the last tape. We didn't really talk about the fact that Cosmo blew up the entire factory. We well, we did... mentioned they blew it up on their way out. And then we they, did? And then talked okay. to the truck driver, who was yeah. apparently which was a great Michael Myers. miniature explosion. The first oh, part They did like not really blow up that uh, water treatment yeah. center. <laughs> <laughs> it's still there treating water. He kills Victor, and he's talking to Belinda, and she's like, I'm sorry, he, he put the tape and I didn't know it, and then before I knew I was possessed, but it's really me now. Don't worry about it. Yeah, and Cosmo. He's like, I don't believe you. I love you. Yeah. I don't believe you. The but other... then he suddenly is like... Wait, remote control on? Let me just watch the TV for a minute. And then he gets possessed like a fucking idiot. When she says, I love you, I wrote down, Kevin Dillon's own mother doesn't love me. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, why couldn't you have been more like Matt? You know, <laughs> successful. It's like, I'm sure you know, Kate Dill sent some nice checks home, but you know. I think, I think ironically now, Kevin Dillon probably has surpassed Matt Dillon with his fame from that HBO show and like he had to stay paycheck for years. Like Matt Dillon kind of vanished after the nineties. Yeah. Like, I mean, he had the hit with like, he, did that, and he was in wild things and stuff. Like he, he was, yeah, what's the last thing he's done? No, he did a he cool kind of Bukowski movie. He did that movie called, uh, so the one I'm a big fan of is the Mickey Rourke one called Barfly from the eighties. It was a Canon feature. I remember there was a media crib Barfly shirt. There was, <laughs> but Matt Dillon did a really cool Bukowski movie called Factotum. Which okay. has some stuff where he's like working at the post office and working some shitty jobs and then just chain smoking and drinking beer and getting liquored up all the time. But he doesn't. I didn't think he could do that role. I was like, him as Bukowski? Like, yeah, that was like 15 years yeah, ago yeah. now. Oh, yeah. Since then, who knows what he's done? 
Is there nothing? nothing. I mean, I'm looking at Yumi and Dupree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so they have that one one video. Then they drive out and there's this. Oh, whole... he almost kills Belinda, though. Yes. He gets possessed and almost kills Belinda. I don't know if we that's right. About we did skip over that. So then he does what he's accusing her of doing, where he just gets, you know, brain fucking boggled. Did you plan this? And yeah. again, that's why Jeff Lieberman casted him, because he saw him get what his scene where he loses it in Platoon. And he was like, this guy could fucking sell the end scene when the good when the nice guy's supposed to go insane. Yeah. That's the only reason he gave him the part. Which he didn't. And the Oscar <laughs> goes to uh, Johnny Depp for not being in this. <laughs> wah, wah. So, yes, yeah, so and they have the last tape that they is- assume they had the last tape. There's no point where they get like a tally of how many tapes exist or anything. So they don't really just, know. That guy could have lied about the fact that that's the last yeah. truck. Or there could have been a bunch of tapes shipped out of state. Or the it's first like, truck. We're right. assuming the only tapes that have been given out yet are in the city. Yeah. But, um, but, but yet they have a factory full of empty boxes ready to fill <laughs> with those tapes as soon as they get done. Um, but we're Ken towards... My favorite line in the movie. <laughs> the when, speech? Oh, um, well, they, yeah, they, they, I mean, there's a speech, but there's one specific line. But they go, they take a bunch of displays. Apparently, the back trucks had a ton of the displays. Yeah. So they drive out to the middle of the fucking desert and they throw all these displays out. And Kevin Dillon, uh, K. Dill Cosmo, once again, he does a couple punches and kung fu kicks to the, the shitty display. They just fall right over. And they throw, yeah. <laughs> and they, uh, throws the tape in there and he's talking all about, you know, the tapes and and he looks up with the last tape and you can see sky. like a north star kind yeah. of star it's like where it's like there's yeah. that's who he's yelling that's at the villains and he's like nobody fucks with this planet you got that nobody and uh and it's so i think that's such a great moment um yeah and then you blend's like how do you think the movie ended and he's like but just like this we win <laughs> And yeah. then it cuts like the next day, and it's like they're hosing off the factory that blew up. And we realize that K. Dillon, Georgie, and Belinda were fucking idiots and left a copy in the back of the car they stole. And uh, secret random, Asian man, yeah, <laughs> random Asian guy uh, from <laughs> earlier reaches into the car yeah. and he pulls up the tape, and breaks he looks the fourth right wall. In the camera, and he goes, "No, we win, Cosmo." And yeah. that's the end of the movie. It's so fucking yeah. awesome. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I hate twists. Commonly, I hate twists, but this was a fun moment because it shows that it's the movie's got a, a sense of humor. Yeah, oh yeah, it's yeah, the whole movie is pretty self-aware of what it is. There were four endings in this movie. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the first one was when they blew up the warehouse. The movie could have been done. Yeah, <laughs> and then it could have been done probably somewhere around Retro Club. Also, yeah, yep. And K- then Dale after and they killed collector. Victor, I feel like yeah. it could have been fucking over. But yeah. now. They just I'm glad they kept going. Keep going. That, that final ending is that <laughs> they're like, nobody fucks with this planet. Like, it's incredible. It's like yeah. they kept trying. They're like, man, it's not quite right yet. <laughs> right. We could do more. Yeah. We've talked through this whole movie and our listeners don't even know how much any of us like this movie. So what is <laughs> what are we rating this? So if that's the basis for rating, I I was not sure that that frights meant oh. enjoyment of the film when I did. <laughs> two five last week we never talked about that oh so sorry nine seven six evil i said two five that was literally like you were thinking how scary, literal, how scary. well yeah we, we don't is. really get scared as that's as, why i kept bringing okay, up the okay. henry portrait of a serial killer gotcha. thing, that's a five 
Hey, it's this, we're still just learning, guys. It's okay. Well, okay. to be fair, then, I feel like we need to give you second opportunity. Okay, so let's, so let's do this, then. So let's do this. How much did I like 976? Eve, I'd give it a hard three. Three, so five, some Didn't days. change that much. No, I, it I still went up. He said, you said what? Three and a half. You said three and a half last time. I said three. You said 2.5. So the average would be three. Yeah. So, we'll so that, that doesn't change. But yeah, so I was thinking the ratings. Yeah. For so movies. with this one, as far as like... So I, I'm now I'm gonna have to take into account a whole myriad of things. So I got like <laughs> rewatchability. Is it's it fun? To, is it fun to watch with a group? These Party things are watching. things we've proved. When we recently. watched it together, it was, it was great. Um, like, is it like is it a drag? That's the a big thing with horror movies. There's a lot of times where it's like if you put the wrong one in, it's like oh, there's this part where the, the, like the mad scientist is talking for 20 minutes to his new pupil no like, it's like he said i think this thing moves really fast yeah. you know like it's the right time it, it feels like it's, an hour, it's, you know, it's, it's yeah. like an hour and 32 minutes but it feels like it's 45 minutes yeah like, it's like yeah. it's fast yep so i i'm gonna with this one i would in the same realm three three five I'm, i'll just stick with three yeah because i really do like it a lot and i like yeah. nine seven six evil is very enjoyable yeah I would say remote control. I mean, I think, I think it's an underappreciated gem because people don't really talk about it. You, one of you alluded to that earlier. Like, why don't more people talk about this? Like, yeah. it's it's people no exists. I think. Right. Um, well, that room trying to we were watching. It. Nobody had nobody had really, yeah, seen it yet. I guess I don't know. Was this a direct video? It was direct video. It never had theatrical ex- exhibition. Oh, okay. I guess I didn't know that. Um, which is actually pretty amazing. That it was during the VHS boom and straight to video remote control. Like you mentioned earlier, you were also experiencing what yeah. you know the, the opening scene. Like you're in the same. Well, spot. Uh, that's and to bring that back around again, I think that that's what's really cool is that character breaks the fourth wall mm-hmm. at the very end. You know, so again, you're like, involved, oh yeah, you're involved at the beginning and then you're involved in the ending yep. of the movie too. So. And the tagline on the box is as close to your home as your VCR, <laughs> and it's got like someone holding a remote control and he's blasted some lightning and although K-Dill. it is a big miss that they don't use the amazing logo from the opening credits on the box because that logo is so yeah, that's cool so yeah i thought that too. um what's your rating for it hogan i'd say uh, on scale of one to five frights what do you rate it no i would say three <laughs> two i think the one the one yeah. thing that again that i like about it the most is that you know it's something that i can watch this sounds ridiculous but i can watch quick you know and yeah. i'm not gonna have to like sit down and spend two and a half hours watching something you which know? i mean really almost every horror movie is 90 minutes yeah but it just it feels so fast yeah you know um i would say three two not three point two but three as well <laughs> yeah hold on hold, on hold on hold on uh, and i know like we i said nine seven six evil is three also which apparently our average would make nine seven six three uh, nine, we six, just everything's six, a fucking no, three. Well, well, yeah. Wait, well, if we well, all if we all pick three, what is that? Like, is it a baker's dozen? What do we get if we, it's all the same? Well, I think we just average out our ratings, and that's like a final rating. Oh, okay. You know, I didn't know if there was a. Oh, like, we could do it. Like but, we have to take a, a bell shot. one off or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it. it uh, nine oh, You're the one evil. with the bells. Oh yeah. Shit. Here, hold on. We all rated it three. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> but I guess here's why I'd say about this: this movie is a three because it's really fun, and that's just what it is. 976 Evil is a movie that was a three to me, but it could have been better and had more stars. Like 976 Evil could have been a better film and been a four or five, but it, but it did some things wrong. Remote Control is what it is and it knows what it is. And it's not like they fucked up anything really in the movie. It couldn't have really been better or worse. Right. It does what it needs to do perfectly. And it's a three. It's a fun time. Um, it's cool. It's self-aware. The director clearly loves the genre. And like, especially if you watch Squirm and... Um, you know, Blue Sunshine, Satan's Little Helper. Like, I think all of his movies have a very unique voice, and they're pretty cool. Like, 
you know, I never thought of any of those movies as being from like one guy. Yeah. And I looked into it because when we watched Remote Control. I might, when I print tonight, I'm going home to print. I think I'm going to watch Just Before Dawn because I no, have that. That's tape. the one I've, I've seen. seen it twice, but it's been at this point five years uh, since I've seen it. But yeah, it's like one of those things looking at what all that guy's done. It's like, he's a pretty good genre director. I, I think it's cool. Something uh, when I was watching Remote Control. So I got the Blu-ray. You guys got the tape. I'll mention the Blu-ray for anyone listening who wants to watch this movie. If you go on eBay and try to look for a disc of it, the Blu-ray on eBay is like 100 bucks or more, and it actually sells for that, which is crazy to me, because you can buy it for $29 from the director himself. Um, I have my copy here. I'll tell you listeners. JeffreyLieberman.com. Yeah. The website, it, it says right here. I'm going to read it from the box. It's under the w, title of the yes, film. www.JeffLiebermanDirector.com. Um, but I bought it. From his site, he mails you a copy personally. Um, it's it's a beautiful transfer, and this movie definitely deserves more love and appreciation. I I think if more people watch it in the next few years, it'll become more of a cult classic. And it's cool to give that guy some money because he did yeah. some cool stuff. Yeah. Um. the The only special feature on there is a commentary track, and he talks about. Um. I just listening to him talking talk. This guy really does love the genre. Yeah. It's not like he just made some shitty movies and they can't like. He put a lot of thought into him. He talked about how Squirm, he wanted to be black and white and the distributor wouldn't let him do it. Oh, that would have been interesting. But he's like, he's like, that intent, he's like, he's like, because he's talking about that period thing. He's like, I want that to be like a 50s movie. It's a movie about killer worms. Like, I want yeah. to be a drive-in movie. I want to be black and white. Right. And he said, like, if you guys watch it, turn your color down on your TV, watch it in black and white. And it's like, oh, I could see that. You know, Blue Sunshine's this weird 60s ass thing I haven't seen just before dawn. Um, but Satan's Little Helper is very early 2000s when you watch it. Yeah. And even the parents like, it's this kid and he's obsessed with this violent video game and wants to live out these violent fantasies now. Like, it's cool. I think he he's an interesting director. Um, I don't know. I, I, I think it's cool. Yeah. I had a lot of fun watching it. It's fun talking about it. And I, I hope people listen. Like we just told people out. to give him money. We're going to find out like he's got like a child pornography. <laughs> like he'll get arrested the day yeah. after this episode comes out. It's like, yeah, Son dude, of a bitch. give him his money because he's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know. Maybe is yeah. yeah. Fingers uh, crossed. No, yeah. It's it, it's a it's a cool movie. Check it out. Everyone should check it out. It's super fun. I don't know. I just rambled. <laughs> oh, it's good. Um, pick one up. Yeah. Oh, it's cool. I now I wish Nate said he was just gonna give me the remote control tape. I didn't know it. Well, I you got to see that there was no special features. That's a. I'm <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know what? I will read the back of the box for for you guys um, because it's really funny. It's somebody holding a home video camera at a TV playing the <laughs> Jeff, VHS yeah, tape. <laughs> Jeff videotaped the TV and put it on here. No, it's a. It is actually. You really, see his kids walk by yeah, and shit. It's a great transfer. Um, but check out the the back of the box. Earth, 1987, the height of the home video revolution. The alien invasion begins as an extraterrestrial signal implanted in the thousands of videotapes. Earth. 2013. The aliens have digitized the signal. The invasion is now complete. <laughs> so that's funny. Good. That's good. That's pretty good. And it's like he obviously made it. And there's a box that's like a number like out of 1,000. Like he was going to hand number them. But there's nothing written in mine. It's just blank yeah. of 1,000. <laughs> he's so like, I still have 980 of these. <laughs> Either he didn't number them or he just made more than 1,000. Who knows? Yeah. Well, yeah. But um, yeah, I uh, that was cool. Um. Artie, Artie. There's my dog. Artie is here. Jing, oh, jingle, this jangles. is a note. Uh, you mentioned <laughs> this. You know the cop Artie. Yeah. When and you mentioned how the tape keeps saying their names. 
It was like Artie, 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 <laughs> and my dog Artie fucking freaked out. Oh yeah, and was looking. He was like, "Whoa!" Yeah, why are you talking like, like, to me? Who's like it? So it wigged my dog out. So the movie's about me, and then Artie <laughs> fucking murders you guys. Oh, dude, that would be insane. <laughs> It really is an alien yeah. invasion. Well, uh, as we wrap this up, um, either you guys, uh, you have any cool media crypt stuff you want to mention coming up, Nate? Uh, any cool I'll shirts? Definitely or? be doing a Black Friday sale, so keep an eye out for that. Probably do like thirty percent off. I do have some new designs in the works: uh, three movie ones and some new video company ones. You also but have one for for oh yeah. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, the funny hey, thing about that is that the films for that are done. I did the color separations and everything, and I'm burning them on Monday. And I'll, the, the, we already have two orders for the Fright Zone shirt. Woo. So those will be shipping Monday, Tuesday. And then I'm just going to make some extra so that shipping on those is quicker. So, uh, yeah, get get a Fright yes. Zone shirt at Media Crypt dot big cartel.com woo, woo, woo. there's also a direct link on the fright zone.com uh you can also find us on social media uh well only one social media platform instagram at fright zone podcast uh keep an eye on there we'll talk about uh we'll make posts announcing what movies we're going to be uh discussing in future episodes so you can have a chance to maybe watch them beforehand check out our website check out uh instagram um hit up media crip and uh, our other sponsor, in addition to Media Crip, is beautiful Franklin Plaza Barbershop in Des Moines, <laughs> Iowa, ran by our very own Hogan. All right. Um, Their hit slogan, cut that shit. <laughs> well, thanks for listening, everyone. Um, like and subscribe. Tell your friends. It's getting spooky out there. Got that fall weather hitting. Yeah. Go buy some yard bags. <laughs> 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 All right, stay spooky. <laughs> uh, please keep go buy some yard bags. Because <laughs> I got it. <laughs> Alrighty.